1: hey everybody welcome to in the clinch mma podcast on the fight game media network paul fontaine alongside ryan frederick and uh we've got a busy show today we're going to look back over a pretty shitty uh ufc card on saturday on uh plus but uh we got a big one coming up this weekend another uh it's another apex show right Yep. Uh, yeah. And uh, but there's a lot of other stuff going on in MMA as well. We got a question of the week from a, a fellow fight uh, game media, uh, which I guess we'd call colleague, uh, host of a show. We put out the word, and he gave us a really good question. So we're going to get into that. No spoilers, unless you're in the Fight Game Media Discord, which uh, I encourage all of you to join. Um, and uh, if you haven't already, it's open for anybody. So um, you just let us know. I think we can invite you now. We can send you the link. Um, and uh, as well, if you're in the Fikey Media Facebook group, I think there was a link posted there. So, where you can join. So, I know a lot of people joined today, um, like dozens. So, uh, you know, it's, it's growing like pretty, pretty quickly. And, and it's a lot of fun. We're having a lot of good discussions in there. And um, I also want to thank you all for listening to this show. And uh, make sure to uh, down- make sure if you downloaded it, how, you know, from wherever you listen to it, make sure to subscribe, leave us a five star review. It really helps out the network. And uh, as well, consider subscribing to the Viking Media Patreon, where we get uh, yet uh, at least a show a day from, uh, you know, covering all kinds of MMA. uh, Well, not really MMA too much because that's a free show, but boxing, pro wrestling, uh, pop culture, all that good stuff. And it's just five bucks a month. Um, you know less less than uh what like 20 cents a day so you know it's uh, and, and again it really helps out the site and uh we are growing um we're we got some really encouraging news from uh Garrett this past week on on this free network so um the, you know that that it's doing really well so i want to thank you all for your continued support and uh Ryan we um i guess we have this uh ESPN on ESPN plus 77 to recap um, one of the very few shows that I watched almost live. Uh, well, I live for most of it. Um, and then, uh, you know, once the wrestling started, I was going back and forth. And that's kind of when the card itself started to turn. <laughs> it was pretty good at the beginning. Like the prelims were pretty awesome, actually. You know, a lot of finishes. and But, man, we say this all the time. But going back to back and flipping back and forth between the UFC and WWE – and especially the crowd that they had this,
0: this weekend. I mean, I, they got to get out of this apex. (laughs) I don't, I don't even know if there's anybody actually there.
1: (laughs) No, like, I mean, I, you did, like, I thought I heard a few. I I
0: heard some during, during the Blanchfield and George fight, but, uh, it sounded like like nobody was there, and I think, I think even like John Morgan made a comment because he you know he was there obviously well yeah he obviously but he made a comment he made a comment on uh, social media about uh, basically alluding to the fact that there's nobody here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't uh, you know Mark Zuckerberg didn't rent the arena out this time like this was you know it's one o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on a on a Saturday in Vegas on a holiday weekend. I mean, you know, and and it's a card headlined by Aaron Blanchfield and Jess Conradaj. God bless them, but you know, I mean, and, and that was only that was only like a week ago, you know. Not, yeah, I know. And before that, it was yeah, like nobody was buying tickets ahead of time to see Talia Santos and Jess Conradaj. You know, in in the main event, yeah, yeah
0: not, not not with what they charged to go to the Apex. No, one. no,
1: and and I mean, it's not like you know, we had, you know, there's literally, you know, like three fighters on this card that you know anybody outside of hardcore ufc fans that watch all the time care about you know jim miller jess gondraj and um uh ovin St. and it, it, you know everyone else in the card is just you know just another fighter you know to, as far as most people are concerned and um you know and 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 the card You know, kind of was that, I mean, every week we get these cards, it seems like, but again, when you're going back and forth between, you know, and this granted WWE crowds aren't always like this, but this was one of the hottest crowds they ever had for, you know, like a big show in Montreal. And, and then we get this this show from the Apex. And when I'm going back and forth and, and you know, and, and you're seeing, you know, a not bad fight in some cases, but just like no reaction. And yeah. the announcers are, you know, like they don't even sound like they want to be there half the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't even need to compare it to WWE show. Just compare it to well, yeah. last week's UFC show. in Perth. Sure. For, of <laughs> course.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like when you're going back and forth, yeah. like yeah. that's where it sticks out. Like, you know, you got a week to forget about it. And if all you watched was UFC, you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that show last week was pretty good but you know whatever this is fine Um, but man you know like and and it's just and you know what the other thing is it kind of reminds you of the pandemic and I don't really want to be reminded of the pandemic anymore you know
0: yeah yeah no every yeah seriously every week throughout the apex I just yeah I'm reminded of the pandemic it's like it's time to move on from this shit yeah
1: and there's no reason for it but we did get a show and uh man like I don't even really have anything to say about the main event like I'll be honest with you like I I was really glad that it ended early because I fell asleep in the first round and part of it is because I watched it like really late. Like I watched it after the WWE pay per view, and like I'm watching the first round, and like it starts, and then I'm like, okay, wait, wait, what happened? What the bell rang? And it's like, and then I'm looking, you know, and and the Twitter scores are all over the place, and and I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna pretend that I gave a score to this. And then you know, and then bladfield finished in the second, and I'm like, okay, good, you know, I don't have to pretend like I scored this when we do this show. um But you know, I, from all accounts, the first round was really close, and and i, I yeah, really good yeah yeah and really good yeah and and it's funny because you had said you had made a comment that three fights in a row were like the worst three fights in ufc history you know maybe like you know back to back to back and i didn't know if you were counting this main event and i assumed you weren't no. um I, I assumed you were talking about the the two light heavyweight and heavyweight fights that immediately preceded this which were not good um, yeah. and, which, uh,
0: which we may get into, we probably won't though, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll we'll, we'll last over, over them.
1: I'll touch
0: on them briefly. Uh, in,
1: yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the but the main event, I mean, Blanchfield. you know, she submitted <laughs> Jessica Andraj uh, minute 37 into the second round, rear naked choke. I mean, she got her opportunity and she pounced on it. And, um, uh, you know, Andraj took this fight on 10 days notice. We um, no, not even that long. Not even. Not okay. Even, like was, I thought, I thought Blanchfield said,
0: Or maybe I'm mixing that up with a different fight. Oh no, No, yeah, that was uh, Henry Hernandez. This was a straight. This was a straight weeks' notice last Saturday. It changed. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because when we, yeah, because when I had asked you, yeah, when did this get announced? And you're like on the show Um, because they were like, you know, the the I think they may have even had like I don't even know like sometimes they have the the upcoming fight like the upcoming card like graphics in the cage and like I can remember they might have even still had santos blanchfield in there
0: no no no, no they, they, it had it they did immediately and it's, okay there i was expecting it to say santos blanchfield is it yeah. on dodge blanchfield i was like wait what and then yeah so, oh, so that's where him. you were alerted was yeah. Like, yeah it's like nobody
1: knew before then so yeah and you're like oh did they make a mistake like <laughs> so, yeah but no i was yeah i remember it was hernandez in his post-fight interview uh mentioned that he took the fight on 10 days notice against jim miller but um the yeah so um Spoiler alert on that one. But, yeah, I mean, big win for Blanchfield. As we said last week, she had nothing to lose, and uh, she made the most of her opportunity, got a big name, big win over a big name, and really she is next in line, I think, for a title shot between the winner of, um, uh, you know, Valentina Shchenko and – I'll see if I get this right. It's Tisha Torres, right? No. No. I think it's close. no it's oh god it's uh alexa grasso yeah <laughs> okay tisha torres is pregnant she i like know i while. know i said this last time <laughs> i get it wrong all the time
0: but it, yeah it's alexa grasso so the winner of those two i think is defending against blackfield guys. yeah i'm not i'm not totally sure about that, okay. I mean, she she did ask for a title fight. She did call for call for one. And yes, this is an absolutely impressive win of beating. You know, she beat Jessica Andrade. On, you know, no matter no matter the stakes. You know, no matter the fact that it was a week's, no, week's notice. You know, you beat one of the best female fighters in UFC history. But again, you still beat her on one week's notice when she's you know after a month after she had fought. She's probably not. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me. if She hadn't trained at all uh, okay. since since then. Well, since yeah, then. I mean, yeah, since then, and you know, unprepared, unprepared, and all that. And Blightfield is peaking at the right re- at the right time. Would surprise me if they gave her one more fight. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know but, but uh, maybe run, maybe go back to the Santos fight. Yeah, maybe go back to Santos fight. Maybe Man and You know, who, mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, just somebody, somebody else on a on a full camp because as you know, Bladesville's young. She's still young, twenty-three years old. So her her record eleven and one. Really should be twelve and zero. You don't really want to rush somebody into that into that title fight, but you know. But at the same time, it's like, it, you know, she and she's only got one one win. This is her only win over a ranked opponent. So, where do you I mean, where do you put it? Where Where is she down in the rankings? Like five? Uh, I got them just sent to me. Uh, I put her at. Four, I believe, okay, I had yeah four i I have her at four, excuse me, because I had uh Santos Grossos, and Fioro ahead of her, that online. makes nine, and in the they just sent out the email with the rankings when they come out tonight. she's at three in the three official. okay, three uh Santos and Fioro are ahead of her, yeah they got Grosso so, yeah. down. down at six on this, wow, <laughs>
1: yeah, well. I mean, it doesn't matter where she is because yeah, she's yeah.
0: got the title fight anyways. So yeah, so I guess Blanchfield leapfrogged her, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, she did. Uh, but Blanchfield, I mean, she's gonna get a title shot eventually. Eventually, there's no no reason to rush her, rush her. Yeah. You know, it's just. Uh... And and even, is, yeah,
1: I guess, yeah, you're right, because even if she loses, you know, for some reason in her next fight, I mean, you still got time to build her
0: back up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could see it going either way, her getting the next shot or her getting one more opponent, you know, it's but uh, she's definitely right there in the mix, and we, if y'all been listening to the show since the beginning, y'all know I've been very high on her, Connor, mm-hmm. Connor, future champion, uh, and she's very, very impressive, you know, very impressive wins, just the way she got that back. And then got that choke. I mean, it was it was really slick, and she held her she held her own on the feet with Andrade. Andrade is a ridiculous volume striker striker, yeah. and Blanchfield held her own. Held her own. Uh, was actually winning the first round probably until about the last ninety seconds when Andrade took over late in the first. But yeah, very good fight for those two. Very good win for Blanchfield.
1: Yeah, so we'll see what's next for her. And for Andraj. probably nothing much really changes. I know she's been talking about moving down. Yeah, she uh, said
0: she's... She says he's going back down to strawweight. weight.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it this, this doesn't hurt her at all, you know, right. I, I don't think. Especially if 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 Blanchfield goes on and fights yeah. for the title and, you know, if she wins it, it's like this was almost good for her in a
0: yeah. way. Yeah. Um, Drogs Dr- goes back to 115 and then she comes out of this fight with a brand new contract that she said pays her like more than three times the amount that she was making beforehand. So she got a good right. deal out of all of this. All right. Um Let's do our three stars. Let's do our three stars. You can go yeah. first. <laughs> she'll, she'll give them to the three winners of those fights. <laughs> well, you could, but I mean, there there's a lot of good stuff on the prelims. Uh, yeah, uh, first one is going to go to go to uh, Myra Buenas Silva. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she, uh, she looked good against Lena Landsberg. Landsberg uh, just kind of controlled the first round on the on the mat, and then the second round. Was kind of doing the same controlling on the on the ground. Landsberg uh, was able to get up near the end of the round, but made the made the dumb mistake of wanting to go back down to the ground with Silva, and uh, Silva grabbed her leg and got the knee bar. You know, S- you know yeah, and she end tapped end right away. Tapped it was like, yeah.
1: it, and it was almost like one of those things that looks like it's desperation that somebody does just because they're trying to roll out the round, but obviously it was in there yeah. super tight because yeah. she tapped like fast.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I'm going to do something unconventional here. My second and oh, third stars. Oh, I think you're going to do what I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> well, you, but, uh, well, I was going to take one of them, but go ahead. My second and third stars are going to be Nazim Sadikov and oh, Evan Elder. Never mind then. Okay, that's not yeah. what I'm going to do. Okay, yeah, my no, second. I, I like it. Yeah, like it. yeah, they're they're both going to be on my three stars. They have... An amazing lightweight fight, like just in, just incredible, just back and forth. Yep, beating the crap out of each other, each other. They both rocked each other in the first round. Elder dropped Sadikov, and and the second round was just as crazy, crazy. I don't know that this, you know, it's going to be one of these fights that you know, not a fight of the year kind of contender, but one of those fights when you look back on at what were some fun fights of the year. Year, this is going to be in. It had an unfortunate end, and uh, Sadikov landed a head kick in the, early in the third round. They opened a big cut over Elder's right eye, and they stopped. The doctor stopped the fight. I've seen fighters with worse cuts, you know, be allowed to continue, continue. But I'm not going to argue about the stoppage. It was a pretty deep cut, deep cut. So yeah, you, I mean, there should be more leeway. It gave Sadikov the the win, which was unfortunate for Elder because he was up 2018 on all three scorecards heading into the third. So he was on his way to winning without Sadikov finishing him. But uh, yeah, they just had an awesome fight, and both these guys should be recognized, especially when we had some. lackluster kind of fight fights and fighters on the on the show let's give these guys some props for putting on a hell of a show in there i um i had it
1: 1919 um after the second yeah and uh and then after the fight my uh my my comment and i got you know a little bit of feedback on this tough tough way to end a great fight hopefully they each they each get 50k and uh and they did Yep. Although mm-hmm. I didn't think they would. Yeah, I didn't because, think they would. Honestly. No, because the very next fight, and this is where I'm going to go unconventional. On one of my three stars is going to be Jim Miller, <laughs> um, because and I thought he won that fight against Alexander Hernandez. Um, I mean, it was super close. The first round um, was was super close. And like I, you know, and it, it all I thought came down to whoever you gave that first round to, um, and uh, and but either way, like, and I made a comment like I thought Jim Miller, like basically in the third round, stole 50k from Evan Elder because I figured like they'd probably still give Nazim Sadikov a 50k performance bonus, but that Hernandez and Miller were going to win the fight of the night because. I thought like for me, like the most noise I thought I heard on this whole show might have been in this fight um, because like Miller is, you know, he's a legend and, um, and he, he just like, I thought in the third round, like he just decided like, I'm, I'm going to take this fight. And uh, I was surprised that one of the judges gave it thirty twenty seven Hernandez. True, the he judges was did. Two, yeah, like yeah. I was, I was really surprised by that. But um, I wouldn't have been at all surprised at twenty nine twenty eight for Hernandez, even though I had a twenty nine twenty eight Miller. But I just thought it was a great fight. And you know, as I said earlier, Hernandez took it on short notice, so props to him. But it's a rare case when I'm going to give a guy that lost a fight one of my three stars, um, and and just because he's Jim Miller
0: um yeah. and second and for, the, for those that get mad about his a10 nickname being announced it's because his real nickname is not appropriate yeah. for television broadcast so no, i mean they can
1: say freaking if they want
0: yeah. but no no you, you yeah, can't say jim freaking miller uh, like you uh, Seth for it's jim fucking, fucking miller. miller yeah
1: uh, no i get it uh second star is going to be clayton carpenter uh he made his ufc debut um 7 and 0 26-year-old flyweight, and uh, he just, you know, he got the job done. Uh, three minutes and 13 seconds, uh, choked out um, Juan Camilo Ronderos, um, you know, who's an inexperienced fighter. This fight was there for a reason, and uh, Clayton Carpenter did what he had to do, but doesn't make it any less impressive. And uh, my third star is going to be Philippe Leans. Um, you know, he knocked out Owen St. Prue in 49 seconds and uh, wasn't expecting that. Um I think Ovin St. is probably done. You probably know more than I do, but I I can't imagine that UFC doesn't cut him after this, but you know, putting him third fight from the top on a card, like or third, like third fight on the card in a fight like that on a show like this, where he was like probably the biggest name on the show. And then, you know, and then he loses like that. I just, I don't see any use for him at this point. And he feels like a prime candidate for, uh, pfl but um you know we'll see what happens with him but uh yeah was, so
0: philip leans uh clayton carpenter and jim fucking miller
1: my three all stars right.
0: yeah all right and uh going through the card from the start it started off with the flyweight fight that paul talked about clayton carpenter first round submission rear naked choke over uh juan Camilo ronderos we had a welterweight fight, A.J. Fletcher uh, for the second round submission, guillotine choke over Thimba Grimbo. This was a pretty interesting fight, fight yeah. while, I, while I said Grimbo uh, kind of had control in the first, a little bit of control in the second, but Fletcher got out both times and, and then got the guillotine. The finish was kind of fun. Uh, I think Fletcher right, right, uh, he landed a knee as Garimba was coming in and just grabbed the neck and locked Yeah, it he, the got the, he got it standing, right? And dragged and it to the ground. He got it standing, dragged it yep. to the ground, and it was on his back. And then switched to where he had it, it was a mounted guillotine choke. Yeah. Garimba tapped. Yeah, it was a very slick finish. Then we had light heavyweight fight. Uh, Felipe Linz knocking out Ovince St. Peru in 49 seconds. Just Lins just blitzed him from the get go. And yeah. OSP was just done quickly. Done he didn't quickly. know what hit him. Like yeah. He, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Lynn's a former heavyweight and he's he actually looks good at 205. So do you, so do you think OSP is done? Uh 39 long career, lots lots of losses, lots of boring fights. Fights uh I mean, I don't know. I think if his contract's up he's done. Yeah. I don't yeah. he might be a guy they let finish out his contract. They don't seem to it, yeah, they don't really yeah They people. don't really cu- quite cut many people now. It's more so letting people fight out their contracts and letting them go. So All right. we'll see. Uh then we had a featherweight fight. Jamal Emmer's uh unanimous decision over Hussein Askebob 30 27 across the board. I thought this was an upset because Askabob was coming oh, yeah. in twenty three and oh and but Emmer's just kind of controlled with the wrestling and controlled on the feed and Askabob just never I don't know. Just I don't know if he just didn't. Look, he never looked really comfortable. Maybe know. ring rust. He hasn't fought Rings, in three years. Yeah, yeah, could have been that. Just never really looked co- comfortable. Emers hadn't fought in almost two years, so true. So those true. guys with long layoffs. So, but yeah, very impressive win for Emers. Then we had the women's bantamweight fight: Myra Branis, Silva, knee uh, bar second round of Rolina Landsberg. Then the lightweight fight: Nazim Sadikov, uh, third round. TKO stoppage over Evan Elder due to a cut. Then on the main card, we had lightweight uh, Alexander Hernandez, unanimous decision over Jim Miller, 230-27, 29-28. I did have it 29-28 for Miller as well, but I know that the first and the third were close. And, and so 30-27 to Hernandez is not out of the question. I know the I know MMA decisions has been down. I don't know if it's back up, but I remember no, I, just looked. I just Okay. Looked. I know the majority of the scorecards were for Hernandez. So. Okay. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, it could have gone either way. Uh, oh yeah, either either way. I think Hernandez Hernandez with the third, like Miller is close to having that choke in at the third, but Hernandez did land with almost twice as much volume in the round and then had that late like flurry from the top at the end, which kind of I think I think kind of I was just round. kind of caught up in the hype of you yeah, know is Miller but, gonna do it again and yeah, but you know it's probably not, a, not my, my but Hernandez is impressive on ten days notice and yeah, absolutely not a, not a bad loss for Jim Miller. I mean the guy's no. that guy ain't, ain't going anywhere until he wants to. So UFC he says three hundred he says UFC three hundred, forty five fights in UFC, that's when he'll be done, but but you know who knows? Uh, I, we could see that guy, that guy fighting at age forty nine at UFC five hundred. You know, he it, we're like fifteen months away at this point, so yeah. he's gonna get there. He's gonna get there. Yeah, yeah. He, he wins more. He's even you know with his long career and as many fights as he has, he still wins more than he loses. So yeah, yeah. And he's losing to like Alexander Hernandez is good, uh, good. Yeah. He just he has some off nights some sometimes, but when he actually shows up on a good night, he's he's really good. So when. when when, when it looked like Miller was going to win, I was yeah. like, at, you know, for I thought like Miller could be fighting for a title at UFC 300 <laughs> the way he's going. Yeah, it's not but, crazy. Yeah. The, it wasn't crazy because he was had one like three straight going in. But yep. yeah, yep. But yeah, but but anyway, then we come to the fun part of the card. Oh god, uh, Marcin Prachnio uh, unanimous decision, uh, thirty twenty seven across the board over William Knight. All Prachnio de- did was land leg kicks in the fight. But that's all I need to do because William Knight landed eight total strikes in fifteen minutes: three in the first, he didn't show up, one in the second, four in the third. This was a horrendous fight. And yeah, and, uh, yeah. and uh, unfortunately for Knight, I feel bad for him, bad for him because people he put on Twitter a message that people were sending him death threats over that performance. Oh God! So which I mean, it's all all these people who are betting money, money and yeah. losing, and then just like I say the that. That twi- Twitter, especially when it comes to fighting and anybody, whether it's fighters, media, coaches, you know anything, it's it's a toxic toxic environment. so mm-hmm. so so yeah it's pathetic. And then we had a heavyweight fight. Jamal Pogues, unanimous decision over Josh 30-27, 29 twenty eight. Not much to talk about here, Pogues just kind of wrestled Prezian down control them on the mat. And then we had a light heavyweight fight, zach Paga, unanimous decision over Jordan Wright, 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. It was pretty much all just clinching against the fence and not exciting. And uh I would say these three fights in a in a row in, a, in a succession may have been the three worst consecutive fights in UFC history, definitely on a main card of any show. Like these were just all bad all bad it's like it's like what this was like watching hulk hogan and ultimate warrior from halloween havoc 98 three times in a row that was it was that bad
1: yeah and and not like yeah just like just boring like
0: you know it's it was that. just, yeah. It was just they were just so boring, so lackluster. Like they were like turn off the, like, like you know, it yeah. made me want to turn off the show. That it was I was at that bored of it, but I can't, and I don't ever get like that during UFCs. But it was just, well, I did because
1: I just went back to the wrestling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, you were yeah. everything yeah, but, live, so. yeah, yeah. And this is where that's where John Morgan made the con made the comment, man, man, these fans in the Apex are so respectful. They didn't boo any of those <laughs> fights. <laughs> and then I saw somebody, I think Sasha Palatnikov, who goes, like, isn't there, like, only, like, 17 people there? <laughs> so so oh, I good.
1: imagine. And, and those 17 people are probably watching the WWE
0: show on their phones. <laughs> no, <Nah>, they're, <laughs> so, they're there for Jim Miller in the main event. I know. So they don't really care. And then we had the main event, Aaron Blanchfield. Second round submission, rear naked choke over Jessica Andronch, So Great showing for her.
1: Those 17 people, 15 of them were uh, Blanchfield's family. Um,
0: <laughs> I think probably Andrade's family. So Oh, yeah. Vegas.
1: Oh, yeah, right. She's in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. And the uh, fight of the night, uh, obviously, was Nazim Sadikov and Evan Elder, as we mentioned earlier. Performance bonuses went to Blanchfield and Buena Silva. So, good for them. They all got 50K. And, uh, obviously, no viewer information since it was at the Apex and uh yeah so yeah we're uh, one more down hopefully we're close to the end of this apex era because i know there's more vi- more shows with fight with uh, locations being announced but uh we'll, we'll stay tuned for that nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away Um, so coming up this week, we mentioned some other, extra other shows. We have Bellator uh, coming up on Showtime on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's a show from Dublin. And uh, if you didn't know where the show was, uh, all you have to do is look at the card. Because uh, I, I did that in preparation for this show. And, um, yeah, it's a bunch of Irish fighters <laughs> fighting on the card that are seemingly on every time they go to Dublin. These The same fighters. You know, your are Sinead Cavanaugh, Carl Moore, Peter gleely you know that crew um they uh you know and, and even in the even in the prelims Brian Moore Richie Smolin, you know all these guys but the main event is the for the Bellator Welterweight champion we've got uh, a genuine hero uh Yaroslav Amosov uh returning um to defend his title against I I guess
0: Logan Story is the interim champion right yeah yeah because yeah. uh, Amosov was taking time off to uh fight in yeah. in Ukraine fighting the yeah. war in Ukraine you know he's Ukrainian so hopefully he gets a huge ovation when he comes out I, hopefully yeah that's yeah. A big, that's a big story and I, I you know unfortunately nobody pays attention to bellator because that should be one of the that should be one of the kind of the more notable stories going on in sports in general right now if, it, if this was ufc i mean oh, it would if this is ufc there would be shit all over espn about yeah. it yeah
1: there'd be a 30 for 30 probably yeah um you know and but yeah it's it's a, it's a big deal and logan storley is is you know what a tough, tough opponent, you know, 14 and one, uh, probably the biggest opponent Yaroslav Amasov's ever. Well, they, they fought before.
0: So true. Yeah. 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 Amasov won by split decision. So, yeah.
1: So it was close. That was in 2020. So, um, yeah, so they're uh, you know, they're and this was originally supposed to be Michael page, but, uh, I think, right. No, no, because right. Oh, right.
0: Right. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Storyly uh, beat page in the, in the interim title fight. The hope was that it was going to be page, but yeah yeah i was just looking at the record It said canceled
1: fight with page but um i thought but no, maybe no no I, no you okay i'm wrong never mind but yeah yarosov amosov and norgan storley co-main is a uh, canadian uh featherweight going over there uh fight pedro carvalho um and uh, jeremy kennedy former ufc fighter um that's you know that's not a bad fight and then we got peter queely and bryce logan Sinead Kavanaugh, former two time title challenger uh, against Janae Harding, six and six. Uh, so, this is a setup fight. And uh, kicking off the main card is Kieran Clark, six and oh against Leonardo Sinis. Eight and, eight and five against six and six. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's Bellator Dublin, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then the prelims are I are on YouTube, I assume. And we there's a few interesting Mike Shipman against Charlie Words, you know, an interesting fight. gokan Sarakam, uh, that's that's a big knockout dude, right? Um, I guess, yeah, yeah. I I just rem- remember seeing him before, and uh, yeah, nothing much else unless you're you know big Irish fan. A lot of fights in this card, eighteen fight card. I think yeah. this thing's gonna start at like probably like seven o'clock in the morning in, uh, in, in uh, North America, I'm, I'm assuming you uh, get 18 fights in there, but um, I'll be probably watching the main card at least. And uh, we'll check back next week and see what happened. And, um, and then there is a bunch of uh, streaming stuff this week. Um, we got hex fights from uh, Australia and um, in, in, on fight TV on Friday, Friday morning, uh, our time 3. AM uh, we got an, uh, UAE Warriors show from um, uh, the Middle East. Um, and I'm just looking to see if uh, my boy Jesse Arnett's fighting on that card because he usually sometimes fights on these. Uh, nope, don't see him on there. But that's those those shows are usually a lot of fun. That's on Fight Pass. And, uh, oh, I just had lost my – oh, no, there we go. Uh, what else we got? I had it, and then they it stopped sorting for me. So they're all uh, – so, so we got one. One on uh, on Prime, yes. This, this week, yeah. yeah. Where the hell is this card?
0: Do you have the details there? Because I'm I gotta sort this again. It's, yeah, I just uh, loaded, loaded up loaded up topology. Yeah. It's a uh, in Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand. But uh, yeah. it's uh, John Lenker against Fabrizio de Andre de Andrade for the uh, featherweight championship. Remember they they fought. Uh, yeah, they fought in October and then had the had the uh no contest because the groin strike so, right 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 yeah so we're, we're back to that and, again and the title's vacant because lineker had missed weight last time so yeah
1: but he's hopefully he'll uh, make weight this time and yeah. I, I do have it back there we also got PFL uh challenger series on fubo TV uh you know which is you know pretty readily available for anyone uh that's on Friday at uh, 9 eastern another uh, UFC fight pass show from Tijuana uh uwC 41. Um that's on Friday night as well at 9 p.m. Eastern. We got Diamond back from Australia. If you're into the Australian MMA, that's on Fight TV on Saturday. And uh another uh, is there two? Yeah, another uh, uh UAA warrior show on uh, yeah, Fight yeah. Pass, yeah, on Saturday. Um so that's from uh Fight Island, right? Yep. Um yep, and yeah, uh, double, A- yeah. A- ACA uh on uh, streaming as well. That's the former ACB, which is basically the top Russian regional uh, MMA. And there's a KSW show. I believe these are on fight. I don't think they're on the the zone anymore. Um, And we get it on the fight network here in Canada. And uh, it's uh, DeFries and Duffy. So that's a big heavyweight fight. Is that Todd yeah. Duffy? Todd Duffy, yes. Yeah, wow. A former. So that's a big one. And and then another UAE Warriors show on Fight Pass on Sunday at uh, 9, 9 Eastern. Um, and uh, that's also from uh, Fight Island. So busy, busy weekend for uh, regional MMA. You going to watch any of this? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you're honest. Uh, I got to see these other cards to see if, uh, you know what? The Saturday uh, UEW show has a couple decent names on it. Bruno, Azaredo, Emiliano, Sor-Sorty. Um I think I think think a former UFC guy. Um, and uh just want to see who's on the Sunday show. Uh, 30, 37. Yeah, here we go. Because uh, I did know that Jesse had a fight coming up.
0: Uh, he's not on, no,
1: no, on no, he's not on any of those three shows. Okay. Um, yeah. So a lot of, lot of MMA to, uh, for uh, Kabasca Hitman to, to look over. Um, yeah. I think I pronounced that wrong. But, um, but yeah, uh, lot, a lot of stuff. Kabosa yeah. Hitman. Yeah. Grabaka is his yeah, handle, right?
0: Yes. Grabaka Hitman is his handle. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah gotcha. Okay. And, uh, and then of course the big one uh another uh, afternoon show from the apex so i think it looks like the same time as last yep. week although we got a little, few more fights this time a little bit better card although basically the same
0: no um, no this one's definitely better
1: is it, yeah okay yeah i guess so i don't know i'm looking at it and it's like i mean there's it's definitely more interesting um in terms of like big names there isn't really much i don't think yeah uh better definitely better fights overall I mean, you know, uh, to return to Tatiana Suarez is probably the biggest, you know, thing on this card, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, she's uh, fighting, uh, Montana De La Rosa on the main card. And of course, Mike Malott, who, uh, you know, is, uh, I, I'm always tuning in for him and rare time you get Canadian versus Canadian, uh, fighting, which is interesting. Um, but uh, the main event is Nikita Krylov and Ryan Spann, light heavyweight fight, big light heavyweight fight, two top 10 guys, and um uh i don't you know i it's they're not like it's a perfect fight to headline an apex show i guess is the best way yeah. to put it um you know and, and it's definitely a quality fight i mean it it would be like a co-main on any card you know on a, on a fight night if it was in front of fans or you know a solid you know opening uh pay-per-view main event or pay-per-view card but um we're getting here in the, in the in the apex and uh i'm you know, I'm I'm interested because Kry Krylov's, I don't is it Kriloff or Krylov? I'm never quite sure. Yeah, they but they they're pronounced both the way both pronunciations yeah. have been heard. I mean Kriloff was kind of on you know, almost looked like he was gonna be on his way out. He had lost four or six and he's won two in a row. And um span has also won two in a row and uh, pretty impressive wins, uh, you know, a submission and a, and a KO uh both in the first round and both in, you know, the last eight months so you know it's uh you know it's i i think for either one of these guys they're looking at a top five guy next so it's it's a big fight for both of them
0: yeah i mean ryan span his knockout win over dominic reyes if you remember he it was the first he said it's the first time that he actually seriously trained for a fight and right a, yeah a fight he always, camp afterwards yeah. yeah he always said like he would just you know he he would like just go to the gym but never like put himself through an actual Camp actual training camp. That's what I think he more so meant for it was actually going through an actual training camp, not just you know he'd always prepared for fights. But uh, did he get that here? Like this, this yeah. fight's been on the books for a while, right? Uh, this fight's been on, on the books for a while. And, and no, like he's had plenty of fights that have been on the books, books for a while. It's just he never just you know did a training camp. He just gotcha. just but uh that was the that was the time he said he he did his first actual training camp, and you know. He won in eighty or eighty seconds over Dominic Reyes, and if he has the same showing here, I mean, a win's going to put him in that mix, you know. With you know, with those guys fighting for fight for number one contendership at two hundred five, so uh, it's a big fight for both guys. Really, realistically, the winner of this fight's going to be in that hunt, you know, probably you know in a number one contenders fight next or very close to one. But uh, yeah, big fight for both guys and. A pretty a pretty quality main event, in my opinion. I think so. And uh and then I think kind
1: of a similar fight in the in the co-main. Um I you know, both guys are a little bit lower on the pecking order than than Kriloff and Spawn, but right underneath them, you know, in terms of like where they are in the rankings, and uh, Andre Munez and Brendan Allen, um, you know, their records actually are are more impressive, but you know, Kr-Kryloff and Spahn have fought better guys um you know and, and Munez and Allen have both you know had kind of a couple losses that you know don't look that great on their records but um both on you know Allen's on a really good run right now four in a row and uh and what Munez is one what eight now like hasn't lost nine
0: in a row and five and oh in the UFC and yeah already, ranked, of, already ranked inside the top ten
1: Yeah. A lot of finishes for him too. So, um, you know, this is a, this is a big fight too. This could have easily headlined. Um, So, you know, you've got two, you know, two top quality fights. Yeah. So right there, it's, it's already ahead of last week. Um, And uh, yeah, so I think that this would probably have a little bit more interest uh, to, you know, people that watch, you know, more weeks than they don't, uh, you know, I think would check this out and we're still in kind of in that stage where, you know, March Madness hasn't started yet. Football's over, um so you know they
0: nascar's back
1: nascar's back with the who Which won the I daytona
0: 500 ricky ricky stenhouse jr
1: oh, okay I, I did watch a bit of it i was kind of going back and forth and you know playing video games and yeah. checking in on the daytona but i kind of forgot that the daytona was on I, after a while yeah I'm, a, I'm you know those who yeah you're a before,
0: I'm, I'm a big nascar fan
1: yeah i i did i caught the pre-race stuff those pre the pre-races they have so much fun um you know they like uh, you know they you had uh, uh what's his name going daryl waltrip going michael Walt- and, my- michael waltrip <laughs> going back and forth between all the different cars and you know and and those guys you know they have so much fun and they they know the game they're they're there to sell for their sponsors and um you know and, and to show the fans that are watching that hey we're having a lot of fun here and uh, yeah i thought it was really cool, yeah,
0: cool. Um, plus i mean you know not to not to get into NASCAR, yeah, yeah, into nascar podcast but but huge crowds at yeah. the like like the truck series race was biggest crowd in like 13 years uh, the Xfinity race on Saturday was the biggest crowd in like 10 years and Daytona 500 of course sold out like 200,000 people i was going to ask just... you was this like i almost sent you a dm on on sunday but was this the
1: like the first Daytona 500 like real with re- like a real crowd like no, uh, i number, mean they've always had crowds but like they're like this was like back to like being a classic Detona 500 cuz no, a year well, ago we were still coming but, out of covid
0: last last year last year was sold out too okay 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 but, but the other but the uh, other races weren't has they did um, this, so. and this was it—the 75th anniversary too. Like they did
1: a it's ton a, it's of. It's the 75th year of NASCAR. Oh, okay, because they were showing all kinds of highlights and stuff at the beginning. I thought that was really cool. Like for a casual fan like me to see all that stuff, like it—it it just like I thought they did a really, really good job because they knew a lot of people were watching that don't normally watch NASCAR. Yeah. So they're you know they're showing you that stuff. But anyways, yeah, back to this. Um, yeah, so I you know the top two main main fights for sure are fights that you know if you're listening to this podcast you're definitely
0: interested in and uh and then give us uh three more fights okay. that you're looking forward to first on the list is definitely uh tatiana suarez's return uh she's fighting at flyweight now moving up uh fighting montana de la rosa but suarez eight no looked every bit as you know as a form, former tough winner looked every bit of somebody who was going to become champion but she's been really slowed down by injuries uh you know, knee injuries, neck injuries, back injuries. She's overcome cancer in her life. Just she's yeah. got a, you know, she uh, she represented the United States in the World Championships in wrestling, wrestling winning bronze medals in Tokyo and Moscow. She's she's got a great story. And uh, if she, you know, first fight since June 2019, and De La Rosa is she's a good opponent, but opponent she should beat if she's still you Know at the level she was at, and actually, if she's at the level she was at, this should be a fight where she absolutely kind of just unfortunately mauls De La Rosa. But uh, yeah. but yeah, but uh, Suarez, if she comes back and looks as good as she ever ha- has in the past, like th- her and Valentina Shevchenko would be the most interesting fight at Flyweight, more interesting mm-hmm. than Shevchenko and Blanchfield. So that's why, that's why I think like. I don't know that Aaron Blanchfield's next fight is going to be for a title. I could actually see if Suarez like blitzes and finishes Taylor Rosa. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I don't know that I don't know that she would be rushed in the title shot, but she'd be one fight away. So, and I would definitely keep Suarez and Blanchfield away from each other for. Long as time. long as you can yeah as long as you can like that could be a title fight right there yeah but uh yeah that's one that's one to look for look out for uh, another one uh i do like that welterweight fight between canadians mike mullaton and Johan lenice that's i believe that say say uh, both yeah. guys are finishers mullaton had a very impressive debut last year and lenice is coming off coming off a win so yeah uh, yeah get to see some uh canadian on canadian violence this week which is kind of funny after last week's episode of South Park where they are oh, making yeah. fun of Canadians again. But uh but uh, I, I boycotted that show so I was it was it was harmless fun. But, I'm just
1: kidding. i yeah. I just <laughs> I was it's 2023.
0: <laughs> I was watching that show you know and I was like 20. I've been watching this in nineteen since, since nineteen ninety seven. It's still yeah. funny. Yeah, and then uh I'm gonna go with a prelim fight, a uh, lightweight fight, Rafael Alves against Narulo Aliyev. Yeah. He was making his debut, but Alves always seems to be in some fun fights. He's coming off a really hectic fight with Drew Dober at, at the UFC 277. That was in Dallas, and uh, and yeah, he's an action fighter. So that, sh- that should be a fun fight right there on the prelims.
1: All right, and uh, I did not do my ROI stuff because it was a Canadian holiday. Well, it was a holiday down there too, right? It's President's yeah. Day, yeah. so I had the day off work, and my whole schedule was thrown off. And it didn't even occur to me that I was that we were doing a show. Uh, I mean, you sent me the rundown, but I was out shoveling uh, at the time. So I, you know, by the time I got in, I forgot about it. And uh, like I knew we were doing a show, you know, like in the back of my head, but I forgot that I had to do this. But so I'm going to give you three fights that I'm you're, looking forward to.
0: You're out shoveling snow. Yeah, yeah meanwhile it was eighty, eighty-three 83 oh, degrees geez. down here in texas yeah we had two straight days where we had like five
1: inches of snow so my wow. my son was nice enough to go out yesterday and shovel so i didn't have to and then today it's it snowed again and he was gone so i had to do it but uh i will uh i i will give you three fights that i'm looking forward to so my first one is going to be the opener uh jose johnson and uh garrett armfield uh johnson's uh coming off the uh Contender Series, I believe, yeah. And he got a win over Jack Cartwright, won a contract, and uh, and and he was supposed to fight Vince Morales, but now he's got Garrett Arnfield. So that is one. Um, flyweight fight, Odie Osborne and Charles Johnson, um, I, I think is you know a fun fight. Uh, Johnson is uh, coming in on a two-fight win streak. I know that. And uh, Osborne lost his last fight, but had won the two before that. And he also had a, a good fight with Manel Kopp. Uh, so you know he's better than his record, I believe. And uh, and then we got a um, a main card fight: Eric Gonzalez going up against the debuting Trevor Peak, who's coming in at seven and zero. Had a really nice uh, fr- um, fight on the Contender Series in uh, September of last year, and uh, he's just twenty eight. So you know, kind of the perfect age to come in. You know, it should be ready as fight. Um, I was tempted to go with. Uh, jasmine and jazza davicious and gabrielle fernandez because she's canadian but um i just uh the three i mentioned i like more i was going to pick the the uh Malott fight because i didn't think you would but um you did so uh anyways uh so that
0: is uh yeah those are our three fights and uh ryan take us through the rest of this card yeah okay kicks off saturday uh four eastern time for the main for the prelims, seven eastern time for the main card uh It says right now, scheduled to kick off the show, and this could change, is a lightweight fight with uh, Joe Selecki against Carl Deaton. Uh, Selecki is on a good run in UFC. He was supposed to fight on this past week's card, but he lost his opponent. They got Deaton, and so that's been scheduled for this week. They signed Deaton to short notice. And then we have the bandwagon fight, Jose Johnson against Garrett Armfield. Then a women's bandwagon fight, Haley Cowan against Island Perez. Then uh, Rafael Alves against Gorilla Ali- Aliyev in a lightweight fight. Then we have O'Day Osborne and Charles Johnson, uh, the team engine. It's actually a 130-pound catchweight fight. Johnson took this fight like a week ago, so he can't make quite make it to 126, but they agreed to fight at 130, so be better off for both of them. Then we have a lightweight fight, uh, former... Patty Pimblett uh, <laughs> opponent, Jordan Livett, uh, against Victor Martinez, debuting. And then uh, closing out the prelims, uh, women's flyweight fight, uh, Jasmine Jesuda vicious against Gabriela Fernandez. Then the main card, lightweight fight, Eric Gonzalez against Trevor Peake. Mac- Mike Malad against Johan Lenice, in a welterweight fight. Tatiana Suarez against Montana De La Rosa in a women's flyweight fight. Than our heavyweight main card, the fight. Ryan Frederick Invitational. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call it that, I go. Yeah, <laughs> we should call this. It, it's more like the the uh, UFC Apex Special. Yeah. yeah that's probably more fitting. It's like
1: I yeah, I I break cuz uh, uh Gary Gonzalez and John LaRocca do a show the Game podcast and whenever they have the you know the the cruiserweights that are just jumping around and doing whatever and the fights that the matches that John LaRocca hates he the, calls it the John
0: Spe Invitational. So this is the Ryan Frederick Invitational. Uh I I like UFC Apex special more often because okay. that, that seems to be fitting because there always seems to be a main card heavyweight fight in the apex. But uh, this week it's Augusta Sakai against Dante Mays, which is actually isn't a bad fight. No. But, and then uh, Andre Minis against Brendan Allen in the co-main event. And then the main event, Nikita Kralov against Ryan Span. Yeah. So that is uh, 13 fights as it stands now. Hopefully uh, nothing falls out.
1: Um, we haven't had a lot of late, uh, fin- like uh, fights stopped or, or like losing late f- fights late lately i think we've had one this year i want to think uh maybe two but uh yeah so that is uh saturday afternoon and then uh that's the last show before uh john jones returns and uh we'll be previewing that next week uh and i'll be uh i'll be there live seeing it ryan will be covering it live so that uh that is yeah it just hit me today we're like 11 days away from Twelve days away from John Jones, I guess eleven as you're listening to this, from John Jones returning, which is uh, huge. Um, as you mentioned, I was just listening to the show as you know, but the listeners don't. Um, I was listening to the show that you recorded with Justin Nipper last month. We um, just listened to it over the weekend and uh, and that's when you made the announcement that this this fight was coming. and uh, you mentioned, which is true, like we've literally been talking about John Jones return since we've been doing this show. I think right like he didn't fight during the pandemic did he no no yeah yeah so i mean literally the whole existence of the show we've been talking about it and uh it's it's coming so yeah i'm uh, i'm really looking forward to that as i'm sure you are as well um and it didn't even occur to me like at the time like you know who's even fighting like i know he's fighting cyril gone but it's like it it's like john jones is fighting that's all that i really care about uh i've never seen him fight live so i know you have many times but i i don't think i ever have so um, that is gonna be pretty cool for me. Um, and uh yeah, so we have our uh our question of the week. And uh Ryan posed this in the Discord and uh if again if you're in there, like he poses it to everyone. So it, what happens is you get a notification and then you click on it and it and then it'll take you straight to the post that Ryan made. And so anytime we're looking for this, you know, if you're on the Discord, you'll you'll find out. And uh he had a really good question. There was a um an exchange um, that happened that got a lot of publicity this week, and uh, I'll, I'll just explain what it was, and then you can go into the details of Harwani's response, Ariel Hawani's response, because I didn't hear it, and I know I you. Didn't, I didn't you, really hear it either. But you heard the, you heard, you probably saw the clips, right? Like the just the different... I didn't
0: watch the clips, I maybe maybe got
1: from what people were saying on Twitter. Okay, so you know more than I do. Uh but but basically what happened on uh on the weekend, I mentioned the WWE show and Errol Hawani was on uh SmackDown on Friday and then again on the pay per view on Saturday. And you know, he was just basically there as as a pitch man, you know, basically doing the role that uh, you know, like uh, I don't even know, you like Heidi Andral or or you know somebody like Charlie Arnt would do on on UFC, like that same kind of role, just basically there to hype up the card. And, you know, he's like in the middle of the crowd talking to fans and everything. And you know, he did a really good job for what he was there for, but it wasn't as a reporter. Like he was he was basically a talking head, a hype man for, for the for WWE. And Tony Khan, uh, the owner of AEW, uh, tweeted out something to the effect of um, you know, oh, I, I Ariel, I see you on there. You've got as much credibility as Tony Shavani. And uh, and Ariel Hawani responded back with uh, you know, saying, I can't remember exactly what he first said, but the thing that's garnering all the attention was he called Tony Khan Snowman, which of course is a reference to uh, you know, to using cocaine. Um, which again, there's no proof or even reason to believe that Tony Cotton, you know, does cocaine, although it's something people joke about, uh, and, uh, you know, because he's, you know, the shows are kind of frantic pace and stuff like that. And then he, and then he also said, you know, and Tony Schiavone, you're a legend. I don't know why you're, you know, taking this and, uh, and then, you know, and then just, you know, both sides just kind of came in on both these guys. And, you know, a lot of questions about whether or not a reporter, um, or, or, a journalist should be in that role that Errol Hawani was in. And, and, you know, a lot of people that only know him from MMA are wondering, like, well, why is he doing this? And Errol Hawani's always claimed, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not a wrestling journalist, but I am, a, you know, an MMA reporter and journalist. So, Mike's question, to make a long story short, is Is Errol Hawani a good MMA reporter? Which, again, is, uh, you know, we, we definitely can have our opinions on that. But before we do, Obviously on Ariel Hawani's show today, he had some responses to all the um basically the attention that this tweet exchange with Tony Khan got. And what what exactly, you know, what,
0: what was Ariel's take on this? Uh hang on. I'm kinda of looking stuff up. I, I don't know exactly his whole like response. It if he apparently did uh did a like probably like a 45 minute response from the look, sure, yeah, yeah, and obviously, look at, at it. So, uh, so, uh, he, uh, he, do you he, think he's not denying what the snowman comment was, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know if he even made mention of it. He said he wanted to tweet something about Dana's not gonna shag you, which is, yeah, oh, it's over there, <laughs> which I don't know why Ariel would even want to bring in Dana into this into this like like come on like like okay yeah tony Khan and dana white are our friends and have had dinner and tony khan has been a been at ufc shows before so has nick Khan, triple h stephanie mcmahon vince mcmahon all them they've had and they've had dinner with dana white like come on like like that's not a that's not a shot at tony tony i mean that's you know that's stupid they're they're friends and ariel wants to bring dana into ariel is a good mma reporter yes um i agree I Yeah, I will say that he. I can never say that he's unbiased because we know that he's taken paychecks from the UFC before. UFC before, we now know he's taken paychecks from WWE, and he's claimed in the past
1: that he doesn't. But yeah. clearly,
0: he is. He said on he said on the voiceover thing like he didn't take a paycheck. Whatever, you're very clearly taking a paycheck now, and he admitted. He admitted on. I think that was one of the things on on the show you today. He admitted that. He got paid by WWE for this. And then there's been rumors that he's taking paychecks from Bellator because he's appeared on Bellator broadcasts on Showtime. And then there's rumors that he takes paychecks from Jake Paul's team because he's been he's been doing press conference hosting the press conferences for Jake Paul. Jake Paul and been part of Jake Paul broadcast. So so I don't know. He wants to claim he's an unbiased reporter, which that's fine with him. I think he needs to stop claiming that. I think there's very he needs to he needs to go back to where like like he's you know unbiased journalist. I don't know that he's a journalist anymore. He's more of like you know a a reporter, media personality, whatever, whatever you kind of want to call that. Now he's transitioned into that. I'm not going to blame him for taking paychecks from from these companies. I feel I mean everybody's got a family. Everybody has things to do. Things to do. I feel like if I was in a similar position, I probably would do the same thing. And I'm yeah. not gonna I'm never gonna knock him knock Ariel for doing that. He's 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 got a family. He's gotta do what's best best for himself and his family family. I think uh everybody wants to make this situation with Tony Khan, and here's the exact exchange between the two. Uh, Tony tweeted, you're a fraud, Ariel. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiav- Schiavone with the AEW Rampage hashtag. Uh, I th- I, obviously, that's a joke with Tony and Schiavone. They're, but you know
1: what? Like, starting your tweet with your fraud, Ariel, I mean, he he opened himself up okay. to anything okay. that's going to come back. Okay.
0: Okay, here, yeah, let me, I hear kind of, let me kind of finish this okay. on, And then Ariel responded, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Next chat. And also said, also, don't listen to the snowman, Giovanni. You're a legend in my books. And then Tony responded with, good luck with the unbiased journalism. Now, look, everybody wants to criticize Tony for tweeting, tweeting. I guarantee you, nobody else, outside of the internet fan base, nobody gives a shit about this. It's an internet feud, internet feud, Vince McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon slapped papers out of Armin Katayan's and almost hit (laughs) Armin Katayan in the face on a real sports interview because Armin Katayan was going after, after Vince about all the deaths of wrestlers. And Vince was basically saying, it's not my fault. Which yeah. that's pretty bad. He almost he almost hit Bob Costas on television, television, and actually has come out and said said that said that he wanted to beat the shit out of Bob Costas over you know on Real Sports. Tony call, Tony Khan calling Ariel Alani a fraud on Twitter. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's, that's no no. But money. okay, and, and so, but, but what I'm and saying, I don't think is, he has it. And and I honestly believe that Ariel has spent more time on this than Tony has. Thought, even thought about it. I guarantee Tony thought about this for 15 minutes and then he's done, forgot about it. Sure, but by saying, by
1: opening up the exchange, by calling him a fraud, he's basically opening himself up to whatever Ariel wants to respond to with.
0: Yeah, you know, and
1: and I'm not saying he's right, I'm not saying Ariel's right. Like Ariel to to make that accusation is terrible. And, and you know, and and then, you know, and then Tony's response was, I mean, the the response was bang on because, you know, good luck with your unbiased journalism because he's, you know, and then WWE escalated it by bringing attention to this exchange on their broadcast. And I'm sure like the higher ups in WWE were, you know, like, yeah, Ariel, way to go and probably give him a bonus. And,
0: (laughs) you know, and, and here's, here's my feelings on on the whole thing. I'll say people are wanting to point at the interview that the two had. As the reason why Tony's calling him a fraud, I fully believe the reason Tony's calling Ariel a fraud was because when Ariel was given his thoughts on that interview, he he has he then and he he has since done this a few more times. He un he's unloaded on the AEW fan base yes. several times, calling the calling them liars for like an AEW over WWE. That's an opinionated thing. You can you should never call somebody a liar. You know, if I were to ask you, what do you prefer better, NFL or MLB? And you said MLB, I, I, I'm not going to call you a liar. Yeah, obviously I know. The NFL is it's better, stupid. better, but it's stupid. Like you, like you're asking your pref, you're asking somebody's well, preference. You people. say obviously NFL is better,
1: and I mean right there, that's an opinion. That's an opinion. That's yeah, an opinion, because yeah. I I do prefer the MLB, and yeah, it's because I, I do, what do I enjoy to watch. You know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like who? Like you cannot call somebody a liar for yeah. giving their opinion, and then he's also called the AEW fan base freakazoids. And he's, he's said several times the WWE product is clearly inferior, inferior to the to the uh, to the AEW product, but he has all said superior. This, you mean superior? Yeah, superior. superior yeah. yeah. I don't. I forgot what I said there. You said inferior. <laughs> yeah. Superior. He, he's been saying the AEW product is inferior to WWE, but uh, he's all been all right. saying this. Uh, Tony would like that.
1: It was on Josh Nation? <laughs> Yeah. Aaron was on Josh he, Nation's podcast shortly after he made that comment about calling AW fans liars, and he basically denied it. Like, oh, well, that's not what I what I said, or that's not what I meant. Clips
0: and, of him calling. The I know, liars. I know, but it's he, like, he's
1: yeah, he's just saying like, oh, you know, like you may have thought that at one
0: point, but, but you know, WWE's better now. I, and, I know. Even today, he was calling. The AEW fans freakazoids, even today, Jeez. as I say, But but he did this all while claiming to be an unbiased journalist, that he was just giving right. his opinion opinion on things. And he's well, always now called now he's himself a – Now he's getting he, a paycheck.
1: Now, he calls himself a fan you know, of, of, of wrestling. He doesn't yeah. consider himself a journalist now to what, what I will say, and you, you touched on this too, yes. but I, I, I know we've talked about it personally and, and we've talked about even in a group setting with other people, but I don't think I've ever mentioned on this show. My opinion on Ariel is he's crossed over from journalism a long time ago. And, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's just what he's doing. Yeah. And he is, as you said, like he's, um he's a content creator. He has his show and he has his YouTube, and he makes money off of that, and and he does very well for himself, and he's one of the biggest names. He breaks news, you know, so there's, you know, so he's like, a, you know, like in wrestling, he would be like, a, I, I consider like a Denise Sato, you know, um, similar. You know, probably a little bit more towards like the reporting that, than she is, you know, um, but, you know, like a Sean Ross Sapp. Um, you know that sort of thing, but but different from like a Dave Meltzer or a Wade Keller or a John Pollock, who you know does those those things, the podcast and everything. But they also do it from a journalistic perspective. Or you know, Brett Okamoto's, I think is is more like you know on the reporter side. But you know
0: he's kind of a mix in between the two. Um, you he's, know, but yeah, he he's all he's also let's be, let's be honest, he's also been on the UFC podcast. So yeah. He, we and he's been on PFL practice, but he he. Well, he's an just, ESPN he, employee. He's as He's an opposed ESPN to a UFC. employee, yeah. but he mainly only reports on on UFC news. He doesn't really have a report on Bellator news or any other news. So we we kind of know where Brett is on it. Right. Nothing. But, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Wrong but no. But if if Bellator was
1: on ESPN, then he'd be covering Bellator. So it's yeah. it's not so much a he's he works for his network as opposed yeah. to his. You know, he doesn't work for UFC, he doesn't cash a check from UFC, I don't believe. I mean, you know, perhaps we'll, he's been paid we'll, to be we'll, we'll
0: not we'll not speculate on that
1: stuff because yeah, yeah, because got... that's not even the point. But but yeah, in terms of a reporter, I mean the biggest thing that Ariel Hawani got in trouble for, you know, with UFC was for doing his job as a reporter, <laughs> which was reporting that Brock Lesnar had signed and
0: he spoiled the uh, UFC surprise. That was that was after he was fired from Fox and, and the UFC UFC paychecks stopped coming. Right. That's what, uh, what, what got him fired from Fox and, and the, uh, and stopped the, and broke down the relationship with UFC was when he had Rory McDonald on his show, uh, when McDonald was headed into his last fight on his contract. And he was kind of, he was kind of pushing McDonald into testing free agency and kind of implying that more fighters should should look outside of the UFC and test free agency, and he was doing that all while technically being a, being a UFC employee, which that is what pissed him yeah. off, and ultimately led to him him being fired from a.
1: But but again, that's For that's Fox, more yeah. along the you know like I guess you know bringing that up is kind of unprofessional on on air. But um, but but still like breaking news like that or or doing it that, that's more yeah. of a job of a journalist. And now he's you know he has fighters on his thing. If they have news, they'll break it. Sometimes they save things to break on his show. You'll have information that you know is going to be broken on air. The Hawaii show, and you've been asked not to share it. I
0: I know that. Um, you know, and, and that's just the way the game's played. I because and he also doesn't have access to everybody because because yep. of the way he is. He's he's also burnt bridges with a lot of fighters and fighter managers and and all that you know he's he's very much a brash personality personality but he's
1: still you know one of the most well-known uh mma journalists in the sport maybe the most he is and or broadcasters i should say or whatever you want to call them yeah
0: i also have an issue with him saying that he's never been a wrestling reporter because he's put out multiple (laughs) tweets there was two in particular i found one was on when Logan Paul signed with WWE, and the other was on the sale when the yeah. sale rumors were going down, and there was those rumors about WWE being sold to Saudi Arabia. He did ex- he did tweets with exclusive news using the using the words sources tell me. Yeah. So whenever you're tweeting that stuff and you're using you're doing sources tell me, you're reporting news. Yep. Yeah. So he can never say that he's never been a wrestling reporter because he has reported news. He's only reported WWE news and we know kind of where he's getting this stuff from stuff from if 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 everybody wants to be honest and look look through it i don't need to bring bring it up like like and i I had that thing too people you know would call me a wrestling reporter wrestling reporter and then i was just like no i'm not really one but then i was just like you know what i do get some exclusive news that people don't have and i have put it out there and i've come to the fact that you know what i might not be collecting a paycheck as a wrestling reporter but I've reported wrestling news, so I have to resign on the fact that, yes, there are times where I am a wrestling reporter, as I am <laughs> an MMA reporter. If somebody wants to pay me pay me a good salary salary instead of these clowns like Louis Dangor and those kind of names, I will do a damn good job and I will report, report everything I'm told because I am told a lot and you'll get a lot of exclusive shit from me. Yeah, you'll charge
1: me. five bucks a month and you I can won't do, charge get the Ryan credits select. I won't
0: I won't do, do select. I will but but if you're gonna pay me pay me, you know, what I want, then I will sit all day and break wrestling and MMA news for you twenty four seven. I uh, sure, so. I
1: am not a reporter. I do get information and I keep it to myself because but I know I think... that if I share it, I'm not going to get it anymore. And but I can also now be you know I can be I can I can act in the role. I mean I host a podcast, but yeah. I can be a, more of a fan than anything. But that also allows yeah. me to interview anybody I want. Yeah. You know, so
0: but, but like, to answer Mike's question, yeah, Ariel's a good MMA reporter. He's a good yeah. MMA reporter, but he's but if he ever wants to claim unbiasedness, like that yeah. went that flew out the window a long time ago. Whenever he re- revealed that revealed that he was being paid by UFC, because yes, he was incredible. That time when he up to a certain point in that relationship, when he was being paid by the UFC, he was incredibly biased towards UFC. So, yeah, and now we know why. Exactly. We know why. So. Yeah. So, and now it's the same cycle repeating and I could say a lot more, but, but honestly, like if I were to say a lot more, we'd go two hours on this conversation. So no conversation, especially, especially, you know, a lot of stuff that I'm reading and a lot of people are making a lot of good points. And the point I brought up with the whole reporting, reporting on, you know, those tweets reporting, John Pollock brought up, brought up, you, you go like, you go like at that point you, you have to choose your lane. Are you a reporter or are you just a personality so you have to choose your lane and i guess the lane he's ch- chosen is is he's a personality now and it's honestly not going to surprise me if you know he's on wwe broadcast f- for the rest of the time he should be he did a great job yeah, I you know I and I, didn't I, see, I didn't see
1: any of it. So. No, he did. Okay, he I'm did a about. really good job. He did this voiceover on a video package that was incredible. And his like the 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 video package itself was incredible without him, but he added to it uh, because he's from Montreal and so he could add that perspective yeah. and uh, his emotion that he get. Like he's made for this. Like that's what he should be doing. And uh, I'm sure he'd love to do it. You know, yeah. if he could
0: get you know. A, a nice paycheck from WWE to do something like that. I will also say this. Both of you guys are 40. Y'all don't need to be bickering on Twitter. Yes. It's just yeah. What it's did uh, our friend,
1: or I, I, I think, I'm not sure if you're friends with her, but I know I am. Lisa, Lisa, my friend from the UK, put it the best when she said it, uh, yeah, I saw it, that t- on the two, two guys
0: waving their willies. Yeah. that's, always, <laughs> I that's that. And people saying that, that, like I said, people that are saying that, that this, Tweet by Tony Khan hurts his business. No, that's just fucking stupid. No, it, it probably helped. And, honestly, it it drew attention a, from WWE yeah. on a the, weekend the, when they had a great show. Yeah, that that's the yeah that's the whole thing thing yeah. too. Nobody's talking to nobody's talking about WWE having. Having a good elimination chamber show. Nobody's talk, yeah. talking about the the down week AEW had ratings wise. And, Ariel Hawaii spent forty
1: five minutes talking about AEW on his show. So his,
0: yeah, but and he spent a lot of that time talk bringing Dana into the conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah, he can he can't quit Dana. no exactly
1: all right let's move on um we have to talk about uh our weekly segment uh, another weekly segment that we do and uh, this week it's uh ultimate fighter cast rumors and last week we talked about the fact that it might be uh comeback fighters against you know
0: the traditional up-and-comers uh what are what are we hearing this week yeah i mean that's exactly kind of what it is but it's actually two weight classes lightweight and bantamweight okay and we have some unconfirmed names uh rumors and uh and there's actually been some people some people that have actually said that they were on the show but got cut or told told to go home and there's been a lot of like a little kind of uh craziness going on craziness going on apparently connor brought in some guys for the show kind of unannounced some have said three connor has claimed only one one guy but uh, please tell me he brought the goat in him and Arnold Lobov are are uh, not on speaking terms. Oh, okay, right, right, right. I, as soon as I said it, I remembered that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, but here was the list as of as of this is probably as of Wednesday or so. You know got Will Brooks? Brutz. No, no. Oh so. darn it! No, they. They had already they had already uh, casted the show before he started kind of chiming in. Okay, out uh, lightweight. Uh, Here's the list that I had. Now, uh, Kenneth Cross was on the list. He's not on. He's not on the show. I know that. Uh, Lucas Clay nine and two. He's a new guy. Mitch Ramirez six and zero. Oh, he's a new guy. Uh, here's a couple of former UFC fighter fighters. Uh, Austin Hubbard. Oh yeah. Who's uh, who three and four in the UFC? Jason Knight, aka Hick Diaz. Oh yeah. Yeah. The guy sorry. that our our
1: our mutual friend wants on every single card.
0: Yeah, but he was born <laughs> he had some success in the UFC yeah. but uh he wasn't lost ready. Of, lost a bunch of fights in a row and got cut. Yeah. Got cut did some bare knuckle and stuff. Uh Aaron McKenzie was on the list. Uh, Dakota Bush who had, oh, a, yeah. Yeah. had a brief one 2 run in the UFC. Ba- regional guy for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, another name on the list but I know this guy. This guy uh, Loik Rasabov, Radsabov. Oh yeah, like he, like uh, AC, he fought PFL PFL, ACA, uh, uh, but uh, I think he was one of the ones cut from the show. Okay. Cut from the show to make room for Connor's guys. And then there was two, said two more unconfirmed lightweights. Now, granted, you know, this list might change by the time an official list comes out. This was just the rumored list. That list got uh, coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. It should be coming out soon. They've started filming, filming, and I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, they usually they usually release the cast list kind of early and do do an early media day before they really do. I'll I'll find the house in Vegas them. and uh I'll uh, I'll I'll report when, when I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure you will. Okay. Yeah. Uh <laughs> for, for the Bantamweight wage list uh uh the list I have here, uh Anthony Burchak, who's Oh yeah. a yeah. couple of UFC stints. Uh Chris Rutinio was on the list. He was the guy who fought Sean O'Malley on short notice and got a Got a whole bunch of raise. He was owing to in the UFC. Uh, I heard he was cut from the rock, from the cast though, so he's because he he uh, sent out a uh, Instagram post that he's back home. So yeah, uh, Cody Gibson, another guy. Oh moved, yeah, former USC guy. USC guy. Another former USC guy. Hunter Azzer. On the, on the he list,
1: he was a he was he had a lot of buzz as a prospect for a
0: yeah, little yeah, while, yeah. But two and two in the UFC, then uh, Rico Disculo, who fought on the contender series, Trevor Wells, Carlos Vera, uh, Mando Gutierrez, the former contender series guys. a guy who's listed here as a substitute, Manny Lazoya. But here's the most interesting name on the cast in Bantamweight, and I would say the favorite, uh, Tamur Valiev. Oh, wow. Yeah, he uh, he was two and one with one no contest in the UFC. They didn't renew his contract contract, and a lot of people were kind of shocked by that because that's he was very that's good. all he fought. I I would have yeah. I he only fought, fought four like... fights. Wow, fights in the UFC, but he fought a but you know wasn't he like World Series of Fighting or PFL champion and oh, okay and that's, something like yeah. that. But yeah, but yeah, but uh, he's. He's the big name, biggest name on the cast list as far Him as... Him and like, Burchak for sure. Like, yeah. Burchak is the other one that kind of sticks out at me for that list. Yeah, so I would say Valia is definitely the favorite of the show. And then there's a couple of uh, Connors guy, guys who have been listed. One guy who was rumored was uh, Lee Hammond, 5-0 guy. Hmm. and guy. Uh, and another one of SPG guys, Cesare Oleg Sejuk, the brother of Yosif Ademichael Oleg Sejok. Saychuk, late heavyweight? yeah uh no maybe lightweight or bantamweight uh, Michael mikhail or his mikhail's a middleweight now middleweight okay for some reason i was talking about his brother yeah the, yeah yeah rumor, either rumored for the show or rumored for a contender series this year so. okay so, well, that's yeah. interesting
1: i we'll guess we'll we'll more. keep getting more news i i'd imagine next week we'll have we'll have uh, a lot of news and and uh yeah I've, i keep talking about my trip i won't be missing any shows because i'm uh Leaving on a Thursday, coming back on a Monday, so uh, we'll be good. So we'll uh, we'll we'll be here, and hopefully next week we have some more new some more news on uh, the Ultimate Fighter, as uh, uh, when it was startly in April, in May. Uh, it starts in May. The in of May, already, right? What the, the last Tuesday in May is what okay. it was. and that's uh, right, and that's uh, that'll be on ESPN. So yeah, we'll we'll talk a lot more about that as uh as as we come up on it, and we got a little bit more news. Um. We have a Bellator show from Hawaii that was announced this week. I thought I had the card. Two, two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Back to back. They usually tend to do this. Um, and uh, I, I must've. Oh no, here we go. Uh, April 21st and 22nd. Uh, yeah. The, um, we got uh, flyweight uh, title fight, Liz Carmouche against uh, Deanna Bennett, uh, which is a rematch. That's on the Friday show on April 21st. And then on uh, 22nd on Saturday, uh, we have interim champion Bantamweight in the World Grand Prix, Rafian Stotts and Patchy Mix uh in one main one uh, main event. And then I think they're calling it a co main event, uh is Alem McFarlane, you know, Hawaii zone against Kanawatanabe, who I believe is also from Hawaii. So that's uh that's a big fight for that local market. And uh that is uh those shows are always a lot of fun, especially the entrances and yeah. re- the
0: reaction that McFarlane will get. Yeah, and the Stots Mix fight is uh, the finals of the Bet- Bantamweight Grand Prix. Oh, that's the finals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's a million dollars on the line too. So
1: yeah, so that's a that is yeah. a big fight. Um and uh, you know, and then yeah, the, the Friday show, not so much. The Co main has uh I got the full cards here, uh Tim Johnson and uh, you know, who's known for losing to Fedor uh last year against Sad Salma. And Arlene Blenkow and Sarah McMahon also on the main card. And then, you know, there's more fights to come. Uh, but uh yeah, these these shows are usually usually a lot of fun. Um you know from uh, Dublin they you know they kind of got a you know good schedule coming up of Bellator. I mean they're not on every week but there's uh looks like six shows over the next couple months. So um you know we'll be getting a lot of Bellator coming up and they're all over the place. There's no Apex in Bellator. <laughs> they're uh you know Dublin, Hawaii, California, uh Paris. So you know uh you know a lot, all over the place for them. And uh the other news let me just get back cuz that was in my uh same folder that I have. Yeah, so
0: UFC and USADA uh, with the IV. Oh, this. Okay, talk talk about this. Yeah, they uh, apparently they changed the IV thing a while back. I don't have the exact rules in front of me. Whereas, uh, you know, originally when the USADA came in, there was no IV usage at post weigh-ins. And apparently now, and they changed this rule a few years ago, you can have like a certain amount as long as an actual physician That that they assign is is the one giving it to you. So the whole Makachev stuff from last week with IV use, uh, you know, the rumors. There's no there's no been no official proof they got an IV, but uh, yeah, as long as you you're following the guidelines that they set up, it you can use IVs, you know, to an extent. So so yeah, but uh, there's been no there's been. It's been said there's been no there was no foul play found in the whole Makachev situation last week.
1: Oh, well, that's so. good to know, I, I guess, because
0: so, there was a lot of talk about yeah. that. Um, and and real, you know quick, what? and real quick, speaking of Islam Makachev, his mother wants him to retire. So oh, so, so we'll, we'll see, see if, what happens. We'll see if he follows his his dad watches all of his fights, but his his mother wants him to retire. So we'll see if he. We'll see if he follows Habib and follows mother's wishes, or if he comes back. So,
1: um, they are also. Um, you always send me the rundown, and you always ask me if there's anything else, and usually I'll say uh, no. You know that this looks good. The occasional time I'll bring something up, and yeah. there was something I should have brought up this time, and I didn't. Yeah. So I'll just mention it now, real quick. Okay. Uh, PFL also announced their uh, their first. Uh, That's right. Yeah. yeah, their first week of cards. So we got April first. Uh, on ESPN and it's the uh, featherweights and the light heavyweights so we've got uh, Brendan Loughnan and Marlon Marais which is probably the biggest fight uh, Robert Wilkinson and Tiago Santos and we're also going to get Chris Wade and Bubba Jenkins Omari Akhmedov and Will Flurry so uh, that's you know not a bad card for their opening card on ESPN on uh, April 1st so nice and that is at the Virgin as well where UFC is going to be doing a show so that's interesting yeah yeah, um, and they're also going to be there on Friday, April seventh and April fourteenth as well. So, is there a UFC on April first? No. Ah, so rough. they
0: got they got that Saturday. Then. Yeah, they they always take WrestleMania weekend off or oh, okay. a, or have since the ESPN move. Yeah, but that's 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 good for them
1: though. They're they're actually going to be on ESPN, uh, you know, the main ESPN. So it'll
0: be interesting to see how many people actually watch that show. Yeah, um, that, yeah, it will be. Trying to think of any other big sporting events that weekend. is it maybe yeah. final four. Well, I'm yeah, sorry. March Madness
1: will be going on for sure. Final, yeah. the final
0: four is that weekend, i Always remember that the final four, the the championship was always the Monday, at the same after time Raw. as the Monday. After all, yeah, and it Monday, never affects Monday after the it. Raw to WrestleMania. Yeah, it's always
1: the biggest Raw of the year, and there's 20 million people watching the uh, the championship game. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think if people if peop if there's a show people want to watch, they're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's a conclusion I've come down to. Yeah, um, yeah, and we've got some fight announcements. So, yeah. what what do we got? Here, here we go. Um,
0: UFC 285 is the show you're going to March 4th. Uh, we talked about last week, Dan Hooker was out of the fight against Jalen Turner and that they needed to get a replacement. They got a good one. Jalen yeah. Turner's fighting my two's game row next. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty good fight right there. I hope uh, I hope I have good seats for this. Yeah. Here, here's one that you'll like UFC 287 on April 8th. It's a good news, bad news fight for you. Bad news is Chase Sherman is still on the roster getting fights. But the good news for you, Paul, is he's fighting Huggy Bear, Chris Barnett. This is this is unbelievable. I can't believe Chase Sherman's fighting already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we, we talked about how he just seems to yeah. be on cards every few months. And, yeah, even though he's getting knocked out all the time. But this definitely feels like a highlight reel for Barnett coming. That's so, that Miami show, so they'll yeah. probably put that on the prelims. Oh, yeah. 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 It'll definitely be on the prelims. That card's pretty, pretty loaded.
1: So, uh, but that's like, that's a, that'll be a fun fight though for like the, you know, the, the main prelims.
0: I think. Yeah. 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 It would be, uh, UFC fight night, April 15th, the uh, Kansas city show Ed Herman against Zach Cummins. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> what? Er- Herman's still going. <laughs> Herman's still going. And, yeah. uh, Tanner Bowser going down to light heavyweight oh. uh, to fight Ion to Laba. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um here's a we'll skip that one. Uh UFC Fight Night April 29th, Ka- Cal Boralo against Michael Oksajek. Oh, we just talked about him. Yeah, we just talked about him. Uh UFC 288 on May 6th. We we talk about this fight all the time, but it's a fi- it's not official but targeted Targeted for that show is the fight between Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo. Sterling has started training this week, suppose, so he claims. So it looks like you know he's finally going to, whatever his issue was with his bicep. It's that, that's probably now. not the main, right? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say now. It wouldn't surprise me if it's, if it's the main event. So. Okay. Don't know where that shows at yet. So uh and then uh USC Five night, May thirteenth. Uh two notable fights. Uh Matt Brown against Court McGee, Battle wow. of Longtime Veterans. And here's an interesting heavyweight fight. Jarzinho Rosensturk against Jalton Almeida. I swear that well, Jolton will made his last
1: fight. We said that should be his next opponent. I could be wrong. but I we, might like that, we might have brought it up. We might have
0: brought him up because we felt like he was ready for a top 10 guy, and yeah. Rosen Stewart kind of fit that bill. So, yeah, but Brown but, and McGee is uh, – that could be fun. Yeah. We, it, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see where that shows at because that's, that's a headline by Anthony Smith against uh, – Oh, that's the one we, we thought was like Omaha uh, Johnny or Walker, right? Johnny Walker, we were saying. Omaha, Lincoln, somewhere around there, you know. That's kind of right in between those yeah. these two
1: guys' home base because McGee's yeah, from yeah.
0: Utah and so, yeah. Brown's from Ohio, so. yeah, uh, So, yeah, but, yeah, this week's show, last show at the Apex until at least April 22nd. Yay. Everything from April 22nd on, there's no locations announced. I mean, I'm sure we're going to have Apex shows still, but the less, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Or, or, you know, at the very least go, go to that Virgin uh, place. There's so Uh, many, there's so many, I mean, I get why you want to do, at the apex, especially since you're adding seats, you know you don't have to move any production stuff or any of that, any of that. But you can cut a deal. I mean, the Palms is back open. There's the Cosmopolitan, Park MGM, Virgin Hotel, Resorts World. You could cut a deal, cut a deal with any of those places to have a small venue. Venue, and you're gonna get people who are on the strip who don't like to go off the strip to go to to a show. Granted, the Apex is not that far. It's a five minute, five ten minute drive from. I mean, I stay at the park MGM a, a lot, and I drive, and I get a, I'll rent a vehicle actually to go to drive back and forth from the Apex of Performance Institute, and it's like a less than a ten minute drive, maybe more like five if you get good good traffic and hit the lights right. But uh, yeah, it's not that far away. But people don't like leaving the strip, so the more on the strip, the the better. Absolutely. That uh May sixth show, I, I was thinking, you know, because of
1: Jermaine Sterling that maybe they go to like Brooklyn or Long Island or something. But well I don't think that'll happen because of the NBA and NHL playoffs, right?
0: Yeah, and uh there's been times where he's been rumored to be fighting in New York, but uh his neck that he's got those neck he's oh, had those neck right. issues. Yeah. And supposedly the commission, the New York Commission would have never license him. So
1: gotcha. Gotcha. So
0: maybe somewhere like south, some somewhere yeah. in the southwest. Yeah, even, even though even I mean, before. even though he's had surgery to to correct that, but New New York seems to have the weirdest commission when it comes to comes to things because you know they they had the whole debacle with the breast implants and saying oh, yeah. no, no women with breast implants should, are allowed to fight in New York, except that they had already allowed women yeah. with breast implants to fight in the state before they tried to say that. You know, it's just Jeez. they got a weird thing. So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out hopefully soon where where that show is and where some of these fight nights are going to be. Um, all right. So that's going to just about do it. And uh, one thing I noticed when when um, when I was listening to uh, you and Justin do the show was I never let you do your own plugs. So I always do your plugs for you. So
0: I'm going to let you do your own plugs. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, yeah, you can... Uh... Always catch me on Twitter, Ryan J. Frederick. Uh, I'll have the uh, coverage of this past week's UFC in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this upcoming week, plus any other UFC news in there. And then, uh, yeah, every Saturday, UFC UFC coverage live on the front page of F4Wonline.com. And, uh... And then, of course, you know we're always we're now trying to build up our Discord. So yeah, let's let's try to get people involved in the Discord and try to, you know, I'm I will be in there all the time, especially in the MMA sections. If you guys ever want to interact with me, to me it's kind of more friendlier than Twitter will be. Absolutely, so, yeah. So you know, I'll still be on Twitter, but I try to be off of that as much as possible. I'm
1: days. on my best behavior in there. I don't know if you've noticed, but you I, need uh, to be yeah I am no on discord I mean on discord I need to be <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, and, and me like I'm on uh, twitter as well and honestly I think we're probably the only podcast out there where both people on the podcast have their tweets on during the UFC broadcast if I'm watching live my tweets are on the screen so um, you can see both of us on there and uh, although I rarely watch live um, I'll also do the dynamite show on the patreon that I plugged earlier with uh, Jeff Hawkins and next week we're actually going to be doing a free show um, I, I don't think you even know about this yet Ryan, but uh, we're doing a, uh, we're doing a live show on uh, the YouTube channel and we're going to have some special guests. Um, I might even invite you, but I'm going to invite various members of the Fikey media family and maybe even some celebrities. I don't know if any of them will actually show up, but if they do, it'll be a great show. Uh, And, uh, and then uh, as well, I did a special show today. I put, uh, I sent the link on my Facebook. I also put it in the discord camera, if I did on Twitter or not, but I will. Um, Uh, Um, basically showcasing Winnipeg music. Uh, Those that don't know, I'm from Winnipeg, and we have a long history of of music here in the city. So I did a show presenting some of those uh, great songs that uh, have come out of Winnipeg over the last 50 years. So you can check that out for free um, on uh, SoundCloud, uh, which is a free app. So, uh, yeah. So for Ryan, I'm Paul. And Ryan, take us
0: home like you always do. And hope everybody enjoyed the show this week. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.